Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Workout and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ABV Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck P. Thank you for downloading the show and listening to it. If you're on iTunes and you're subscribing, thank you very much for that. We appreciate it. You can also find the podcast on SoundCloud and on Spotify as well. Looking for some other uh, podcast apps and outlets to throw the show up on. So if you guys know of any, just Leave us a little comment on the Facebook page. We'd appreciate that. Also, make sure you're following the Facebook page. That would be very nice of you to do so as well. We should have an Instagram page coming up pretty soon as well. But for right now, it's the ABV Podcast on Facebook. Also, check out our merch we have over at TeePublic. That's T-E-E Public. You can uh, go type in TeePublic.com slash users slash Upset Apparels. And uh, you can find four of the shirts that our buddy Ross graciously designed one day in like 20 minutes while we were at work with nothing to do. Just came up with some designs for the show. I was like, hey, here we go. Make some shirts. So get some of those. Get some of, the, some of his Disney designed shirts as well. There's some cool stuff on there. So tpublic.com slash users slash upsets apparel. We are at Doe's Eat Place in Mid-City on Government Street here in Baton Rouge. I am joined tonight by the better Jay Dakota. Well, yeah. The better, the yeah. better Jay Dakota. The better Jay Dakota. <laughs> the better Dakota. My middle initial is J, so See, technically look. I am Eric J. Dakota. Well, there you go. See, that's what I was going at. Eric Dakota's joining us tonight. Thank you, sir, for being but that's, here. But that's kind of an insult to my brother. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, we he's love a Jay. good dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. We love Jay. <laughs> Happy birthday as well. Thank you. We're recording on your birthday. We are. It's been a, an excellent birthday dinner evening outing for me and i appreciate you and george for having me here yeah george kraus executive chef slash chief cocktail creator slash any other job that needs being done around here dishwashers i think i've officially won the slash award for the year (laughs) Yep. (laughs) thank you sir for hosting us thank you for making these cocktails and providing us with some tamales and steaks that that is what we're here for yes so you've uh you've just wrote out this uh this scotch menu for these cocktails. You told me you were going to convert me into a scotch drinker. How am I doing so far? So far, so good. So far, so good. So far, so good. This the the bacon maple old fashioned. 
It's like, I want a jug of this just to bring home so I can just drink it. Sure, we can make arrangements. <laughs> I've done worse for less. Uh, there you go. <laughs> These are really good. This one was good. The uh, pecan and peat that we had in our last episode was very tasty Thoroughly as well. enjoyed it. Bacon maple fashion excellent. Oh, yeah. I love the bacon that comes out of that. And you probably don't need to go into detail on how you get that much bacon flavor into a cocktail. But... It's a lot of bacon. Yeah. When I see something that says bacon, I want it to be like, okay, well, I want to taste bacon, and I tasted bacon. See, the fun part is you're having it once it's slightly watered down from the ice with maple syrup and chocolate bitters in it. You should have it straight. It is nothing but bacon. It is straight bacon flavor. Yes, please. Yeah, so you're going to call us next time you do this, and we'll just come over. And- yeah, we're just going to drink it straight from the jug. Just go for it. Why not? Wow. Wow. We've done worse. You know that. For less. Yeah. <laughs> Far worse. For a lot less. Well, uh, we've got two new cocktails with us right now. Why don't you yes. go ahead and uh, tell yeah, us what yeah. we're about I think George should do that, not me. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. That's, we'll that's fine. Uh, so one of them on the menu is is a straight-up classic. So the Godfather, which has been around since the 70s, uh, what you're looking at is scotch and amaretto. And as far as the actual history on it, Nobody really knows where exactly it comes from. Amaretto has its own story, and then everybody else has theirs. So it's it's one of those real cloudy drinks. But as far as the actual drink itself goes, it's a really perfect balance. So you have Amaretto, which is very, very uh, fruit-forward and has that lot of sweetness to it. And you have scotch, which is generally very peaty and smoky and kind of harsh. Those two flavors actually complement and balance each other out. So when you drink a Godfather, the sweetness in that amaretta is going to pull back on that peat and smokiness in the scotch. And the peat and smokiness is going to tone back that sweetness. So you end up with a much more even keel cocktail. Mind you, it's still strong as all get out. Yeah. Because it's all booze and a little (laughs) bit of ice. But... The, the balance is there without having to get all the lemon juice and extra sweeteners and bitter notes. It's all already in there. So yeah. what type of scotch do you use in the Godfather? Uh, so generally you want something really heavy on the peat flavor. Uh, okay. My choice is uh, actually Chivas. Um, I like a good Chivas 12-year in it. Uh, for this menu, uh, we're actually using Monkey Shoulder, which is a little bit less known, but just as good. But very good. Yes. I'm, I'm a fan of Monkey Shoulder. Yeah. The, I actually like Chivas. I think it's probably my favorite blended scotch. Exactly. Probably even more so than Johnny Walker as far as just the value for what you get. Yeah. See, that's and that's my opinion generally, too. But with this menu, uh, we're actually pretty much going Monkey Shoulder all the way down because it's, it's a good, affordable scotch. It has a high quality that I can put a bunch of bacon flavor in and not worry about not selling it later. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of that before, but then again, I don't know. I'm not really big. You're not a scotch guy until, you know, a couple hours ago. Exactly. A lot of scotch (laughs) drinkers have never heard of Monkey Shoulder, let alone non-scotch drinkers. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Now you know. Uh, The other one we're doing is the Speyside Tea. So Monkey Shoulder is a Speyside scotch. It means it comes from a very particular region of uh, Scotland, which is known for uh, a little bit more of its iodine flavors and that heavy peat, again, as we were talking. What makes it fun is uh, it's three ingredients and only three. So we make a tamarind syrup here in the restaurant. We actually buy whole tamarind, peel all the shell off of it, and actually steep it in our simple syrup to pull all those uh, herbal and lemony flavors out of it. And then we actually take black tea and we produce a really, really concentrated version of black tea. Like 
four cups of water and four ounces of black tea kind of really really harsh wow. very tannic and yeah. and hard on the palate but we through a clarifying process actually pull out all of those tannic flavors and a lot of the color in the process which gives it a much more uh, I guess the term would be even flavor okay. so they balance out that tamarind it's not as overpowering but you still get all the tea notes and so you end up with them again a very light cocktail and then from the clarifying process we also get this uh really nice uh, creamy texture to it without actually any cream okay yeah and it's definitely you, you can tell obviously people listening can't see it but describing it visually there's de- it's definitely not black it's no, more no, of no. a it, it looks like green a, tea it looks like yeah it looks like yeah. green tea like greenish yellowish yep uh, maybe a hint of gray oh, that's, in there that's, here let's is that better <laughs> yeah okay now that we've gotten all the condensation off the glass, all that off. Yeah. yeah. So the most, it looks like green tea, and that tamarind syrup mm-hmm. has a little hint of brown to it, so yeah. it kind of pulls the color back. But yeah, it's it looks like a nice big glass of green tea. Yeah, it does with a nice little frothy head on on it. But whereas it's your your godfather is more of a it looks amber, like a, copper brownish. It looks reddish. like a giant glass of bourbon. It looks like <laughs> a giant glass of whiskey. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. Have you, did you try that yet? I have. I have tried it, so I'll pass it over to you to give it to give it a try. All right. So this I'll, is probably the scotchiest of the scotch drinks on the menu. So this will be the moment of truth for you. This will, this will if Chuck the, P likes this one, then we might have converted him. Yeah. I thought it had a very appealing, pleasant. Oh, that's good. Sweet cherry aroma. Conversion complete. <laughs> that's really good. Now the amaretto on the nose comes through real strong, and then once you get into the the taste. You get some of that scotch, the smoky peatiness. More peaty than smoky on a, a monkey shoulder. I was about to say, I don't get that much smokiness to it. Yeah, that's so but that's the, the amaretta pulling that back. Yeah. Right. I mean, I get it, but it's not like... In your face. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Well, I, when I hear smoky, I, I, get, I get worried. What's funny is we should almost pour him a shot of just the monkey shoulder so he can see how different... Yeah, do that. Let's sure. do that. I think Let's that's a great that. idea. Yeah. I, I want to try. I want to see. What it's been it's a like while since it. I've had Monkey Shoulder just as a, a neat drink, or even on the rocks for that matter. But just yeah. straight Monkey Shoulder. I just remember it being a very pleasant, easy drinking scotch. It's not going to kick you hard in the nuts like some of them will. Yeah, but it's also not just a complete smooth, like blended to per, to, to ultimate smoothness scotch either. So okay, it's it's pretty good. Intro to Scotch, Scotch. Okay, that's perfect. That's so, if you like that, and hopefully you will, then you probably can enjoy yourself getting into Scotch if you enjoy that one. Okay. So I feel bad for the general public listening to this because you are not going to see his face when he does <laughs> taste this. Hold on, I'll take a picture. Yeah, he said go. he was getting an Instagram feed, right? That's it. I'm going to I'm going to start an Instagram picture. Page. One is Scotch face. First of all, <laughs> Scotch face. How in the world do you not have an Instagram feed already? I, Good question, because I, I don't take enough pictures of the beer when we were doing podcasts. All right. You ready? Ready. First time monkey okay. shoulder. Here he goes. And you know, I got a, I got a face nod, a yeah. shake. Yeah, yeah, we're... I dig it. All right. So, very Not much different. much burn to it. I was expecting some, you know, more burn. It was a lot more ice than you should probably have with the scotch. I figured okay. I wasn't going to torture you completely. Yeah, but, but that's what we were discussing that in the last episode about, like... Well, yeah, I was meat. telling I almost always drink my scotch neat. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm neat. Maybe an eighth of a tablespoon of water just to open it up. That's but good. now you can see how much it gets covered in all these cocktails. Man. Covered in some and accented in others. Yeah. That's really good. Now for treat number two. Oh. Ooh, that's there's the a second straight one. bacon. Oh. oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> this would be bacon scotch. Well, I'll tell you what. It, uh, the color again, is definitely about people, the same. Yeah, people listening in can't see it, but I've, yeah. I held the straight monkey shoulder up next to the glass of the bacon-infused monkey shoulder that Chuck's holding, and there, there's really no change in color no. at all. Oh, no. It's all flavor. It's all... You yeah. can that, smell that, it. That bacon just hits you in the face when you just you put your... Oh, man. Is it the first time you've been slapped in the face by bacon? What I can... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had the camera out for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, now yeah that. Yeah. So I got bacon scotch face is earlier, much but. better than just scotch face. That's different. Yeah, that's a lot more bacon than you thought it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's still good. Oh, it's delicious. Still, still good, but yeah, more bacon than the than the cocktail, I think, itself. Yeah, give me, give me a try yeah, of this. Yeah, this one at Eric. You can Ooh, smell well, it just going yeah, across the, the nose table. The nose is, is, is <laughs> phenomenal. Somebody just slapped you with a small pig. <laughs> Could have been a big pig. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eat a lot one. of bacon. Look, if yeah. you slap me with a small pig, I'm opening my mouth in the process. I'm eating that sucker. Yeah. Taking a bite as it flies by, for sure. That's it. Here it's we good, go. Though. It takes a second. It all hits on the back. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, the nose is all bacon. The initial sip, like on the front of the tongue, it's, it's is all it's scotch. more scotch. Yeah. And then, whoo, bacon. Then the, yeah, yeah. Then the bacon comes back. All that, all that bacon's on the back of the palate. Well, so the nose is like if you're in a room where someone's cooking up a whole slab of bacon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And when you're eating it, it's almost like you're getting the, the little bit of char from the fully cooked bacon. A little bit of so, Maillard reaction going on there. Oh, yeah. So it's anytime you do anything with bacon, and you always get the grease on the front of your palate, and it mm-hmm. just tastes oily. But yeah. the minute you actually eat it, you catch all the smoke and all the saltiness on the back. Which is exactly what this does. You get the scotch in the front and all the smoke and ham and actual bacon flavor comes in on the back end. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that would make an excellent cocktail. The only thing that makes that better is when you make it, you actually bacon fry bacon to keep rendering bacon grease to make it, which is, yeah. You should eat the bacon that we make. The bacon (laughs) we fry up. In bacon grease, in order to make the bacon scotch, is the best bacon you can have. Well, I would think so. That like, sounds like a brilliant idea. Yeah. I think I just set a record for the most times to use the word bacon in a single sentence. So does it matter if you're using, like, thick-cut bacon or just bacon in just general? Just bacon. Okay. So you, what you need for it is you need the bacon fat. The actual bacon bits themselves... Although they have a good flavor, it doesn't infuse into the scotch as well. Yeah. But the bacon fat does a lot of the great work. And then you clear it all out and make it smooth again. But it takes yeah, a lot of bacon Yeah, we're obviously not drinking it doesn't these, taste the any fatty oily. particles or the, yeah. nothing yeah. like that. The it's, minute it's, you put ice on something like that, I've, I've actually seen it happen in places where people would try and make things like a bacon wash scotch or vodka and put in a Bloody Mary. And then the minute, like it looks great in the bottle, and then the minute they put it in the Bloody Mary and they add the ice to it, you, see you can see it start to come, rise up in little white <laughs> globules and stick on the edge of the straw. Oh, that's it's like, so gross. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. like, don't I mean, it's not really gross. Don't get me wrong. I drank it. <laughs> oh, it was yeah. still, I drank the whole I'm thing. taking this down. That's not what you're going for. Uh, no, yeah. no, you want it to be clean. Yeah, and, and, and you've really come out with a very clean. A lot of work, but scotch. it's worth it. So what, what, 
wouldn't you infuse with scotch? Like, what wouldn't work? What wouldn't work? Yeah. I don't. Is there is there more that would work than wouldn't work? You know, it's one if of those. If you things, like it, you can infuse it with scotch. I would say. Yeah. So the, I'm not saying there's nothing you can't infuse with it. However, um, the trick to mixing flavors with cocktails is finding linking flavors. I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. So. Years and years and years and years and years ago, we had a competition in town uh, with Caval, which I don't even know if they produce it anymore. It's that it was it was That's a whiskey. That's all the flavored vodkas, right? No, no. So oh, Caval wait. actually did whiskey, okay, and they did uh, 100% straight whiskeys with all of the cereal grains. So they had 100% rye, they had 100% barley, they had 100% wheat, and it was more small batch, but it was really good spirits but they did a competition and i can't remember who challenged me i actually think it was you who challenged me to it now that i think about this <laughs> probably so Eric, wow. i, I okay. vaguely remember because, this <laughs> yeah because it was the challenge was, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna make a rye cocktail what can i make what can i make them balance with oh yeah so chuck is just now getting a good taste of that space side man that's good <laughs> Yeah, that's like refreshing the, as hell. The space side tea, the Earl yeah. Grey tea. Oh man! Uh, oh yeah, monkey shoulder and and tamarind. I'm very so, happy. That's delicious. But uh, Eric actually challenged me to make rye and basil in the same cocktail, and those are two flavors that I think I remember that. Yeah, we ended up calling it the rye bother. I remember this cocktail. The rye bother. That's yeah, I do remember this now. Yeah, <laughs> it was over at a uh, rural life museum, right? Uh, no, no, no. Or that a was, different one. This was at the barber shop. Okay. This was, oh, 2011? Ooh, yeah. Like, this was... This I was, was a young lad. Yeah, this was this was <laughs> eight plus lad. years ago. Um, and it, well, you laugh because y'all, you and Jay convinced me to enter the competition. And I get there, and I'm the only professional bartender in the entire competition. Oh, wow. Uh, which was just funny. And, of course, when they start announcing the winners, they're like, okay, well, we have two... That were really close, and so we. I made the rye bother, which was what I entered the competition. Yeah. And so the linking flavors is, I actually found flavors that work really well with rye, and flavors that worked really well with basil that were the same. So there was a lemon in it, there was ginger in it, uh, there was vanilla in it because those flavors all work with rye and they yeah. all work with the basil. So when they came together, it made everything flow. I made another one with a rye vodka that they had just kind of it was watermelon it was a watermelon flip so it was watermelon syrup their rye vodka with the lemon juice and egg white and i brought that for the woman who sold the caval in the in town okay we go to the competition have a great time and of course they like hey we had two cocktails that were really close for first so we actually chose the rye bother as the winner and of course, the first thing you hear is Jay in the background go, "Of course, you picked the professional bartender to win the competition." <laughs> and so we all kind of laughed, like, "All right, so obviously you win the big prize in this, but whoever had that, the the other, the second place drink, you know, you're going to get some other small prizes and yeah. things." Cool. So that watermelon thing that was floating around, we don't know who made it, but that that's the one that got second place. And I just kind of had to, like, that was mine. Also, that wasn't, yeah. so, that wasn't in the competition, but it was. I brought it for her. Yeah. So, of course, wow. The only competition where I enter one drink and get first and second place, but it was <laughs> totally. Yeah. That totally makes sense. It makes sense, but that whole 
there's nothing you can't mix or infuse. Yeah. You just have to find flavors in between to complement to make them come together. Yeah, I mean, I, I could think of some things that I would think would be terrible infused with scotch. But it's things that I don't like anyway. Yeah, well, there you go. Challenge accepted. (laughs) If I can turn him into a scotch drinker, I'm sure I can find something. If if you could convince me to like pickles and scotch, because I hate pickles. So you and Jay, y'all both have like this pickle thing? Oh, hate pickles. Okay, so wait. It's the vinegar-ness of a pickling a cucumber. Because well, I think a big broad definition. Oh, it's a massive broad definition. Do you like pickled like onions, pickled like yes. anything pickled you just don't like a pickled cucumber? I don't cucumber. like pickled cucumbers in the traditional ballpark here's your dill pickle style. Wow. Okay, so are you a fan of dill in general? Have you ever had dill other than in a pickle? Yes, but not very often. Okay. And I didn't hate it. The By wheels itself. are turning over here. I could see. Like, oh, I already, like, I already know how this is going to end. <laughs> so what I'm what I'm running into, and I see this a lot, is, and this isn't even cocktails, but it is fermentation. So we'll go with it. Okay. Um, we most, talked about Star Wars last episode. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. But we'll get, we'll get your uh, thoughts on the, on that as well. But oh, it's, we'll it's get later. into Star Wars too. Yeah, it's it, it's not a podcast with yeah. me on it. If we don't get into Star Wars <laughs> and wrestling at some point in there time, there you go. Um, so most people, when they make pickles, do, and even the industrial ones, are what are called quick pickles. So this, I say quick, we're talking 12 to 24 hours, and that's soaking a vegetable in a vinegar sure. base with some salt and yep. other things. And that's what you don't like. Oh, no, hate that. Have you ever had a fermented pickle? This is a, a probably real not because I've had such an pickle. aversion to your quick pickles. So that I'm going to have to probably make you never tried a. A slow classic slow pickle. So this is soaking it, put herbs and spices in it. It's clean water with salt, and then usually add like cayenne pepper in mine, turmeric, a couple other things. I like all of those things. Yeah, you blend them up, and then you actually soak the raw cucumber, sliced already, maybe some onions and garlic, in this, and you let it sit in a jar open for about a week. And what'll happen is. Natural bacteria will start to eat the salt in the pickles and produce lactic acid, which then produces a pickle. So they stay crispier, they last longer, they keep their color and shape. And a future podcast, I'll give it a try. Real pickles. Now I got to get some decent cucumbers. Yeah. See, I don't like. I don't. I don't mind cucumbers. Oh Uh, yeah, cucumbers are fine. It's. Pickles. All right, note it. Yep. I'm going to make you like pickles. Well, you might, and then you'll I'm make me put like pickles in a scotch. Well, yeah. I like pickles, but I don't like pickles. Like, I'll eat, a, I'll eat pickles, but like, I'm, I don't go out of my way to eat pickles. I also find that when you just get, especially the your low grade fast food level pickles, they're, they'll dominate anything else they touch. Yeah. So if I, I, I if mean, I, I have them here. I use them in the restaurant. We make our own tartar sauce. That's one of the main things in tartar sauce is pickle and pickle juice. Yeah, but and I'm not a big tartar sauce pack. fan. See, now it makes sense, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah, that, it does. That, I don't even know the last time I've had tartar sauce. Oh, if you've had a good homemade tartar sauce, you'll know. You'll crave it. Huh. What what what's in a tartar sauce? Like, so, what's the base of a tartar sauce? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Yeah. So whipped egg white. Yeah, <laughs> whipped. Whipped eggs with o- neutral oil and lemon juice. Uh, but no, you if you take mayonnaise and you add uh, lemon juice. 
With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Pickle juice, capers, uh, minced onion, and diced pickle. You have tartar sauce. Okay. I, just, I remember having tartar sauce on, like, you know, like a filet of fish when I was a kid. Sure. Yeah, I mean, again, store bought is still store bought. It's never, it's never going to taste quite as good as actually taking an onion, taking a pickle, some capers, and dicing it, and putting it into your own. Yeah. Because you know where it all came from. Where? Well, no, you you know you do it. Oh, you yeah, know where you it, made it, yeah, yeah, it came from. Yeah, for, yeah, but if you make it, yeah, I just like when I was a kid. Like, okay, so I had the shellfish allergy. So, like, yeah. oh, poor soul. Yeah. But, but let me let me tell you something weird. I think I might be over it. Oh, that's Let's more test than likely. That well, I tested it. I tested it at the mac and cheese fest that I was judging. Yeah. I had some crawfish mac and cheese, some shrimp mac and cheese, and some smoked crab mac and cheese, and nothing happened. I really wanted to go to that, and I missed it. It was pretty good. It was a good turnout. It was it was a really good turnout. Chow Yum Fat won it with their. Uh, they did a like a curry mac and cheese with uh, with some chicken, and it was like as soon as they brought it to the table, I, I smelled it. I'm like, I know what did, I know who did this. I know I know who made this. I did <laughs> I this one. Dish. I did one a, a few years back just for fun, and we might bring it back for a happy hour menu. We're not sure yet, but. I did a caramelized onion and bacon blue cheese macaroni. Sounds amazing. With diced peppers and a few things on it. Nope. I'm thinking about like doing that and then slice a little bit of, of beef over the top of it. Oh, it's oh, just, okay. it's awesome if you get the chance. Yeah, no, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. I need to come back here for several things. Apparently, like real pickles. Real? Yeah, all George's kinds of- mac and cheese with blue cheese and... Caramelized, caramelized onions, onions and bacon, bacon and, and you know everything that makes life happy. Steak on top. I got to come back for your chicken fried steak lunch special at some point. I, I, Dude, you got to have yeah. the chicken fried yep. steak. It is. Me and Blair came here one day to get it for lunch because I. They posted a picture of it on their Facebook page, and I went, "This is what I'm doing for lunch." I was actually going to try to eat well, but screw it. I'm coming to get this chicken fried steak because chicken fried steak is like one of my, and, f- next to meatloaf, it's like one of my favorite meals on the planet. And then he realized it was the size of his laptop and <laughs> had to share it. It was the size of my laptop. No, no, <laughs> no, it's huge. No, I ate it. I was miserable for the rest of the day, but I ate it. Worth it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So worth it. So yeah. worth it. It's only half an inch thick before we batter it. Man. So I was here only, for lunch one day, and I, was, I already had ribeye on the mind, but I saw somebody at a table adjacent uh, get that chicken fresh steak, and I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So I might have ordered poorly. So What's not, funny is I sell... Not only does Doe's have my favorite steak in Baton Rouge and my favorite old-fashioned, you have my favorite chicken fried steak. You have to come get a burger still so I can ruin you even more. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a burger yet. Hmm. It's, it's kind of hard for me to get here all the way from St. Gabriel for lunch. I'm just saying. My next day off, I will be here for lunch. So you know what the burgers are made of, right? Steak. Yeah. Steak. yeah. So, so we, how could they be bad? The same beef. It's, it's only ribeye and porterhouse and filet and sirloin all ground up together in a very oh, happy God. mix. Yeah, I know. I'm an evil person, aren't I? Are y'all Sadistic. a part of, like, when they do burger and beer week? Do y'all do that? I can't. Um, okay. I physically can't do it. Um, we know we can do it just for lunch yeah. versus lunch and dinner. So the issue we run into is... We we cut meat 
every day for our steaks, and we get this. So the first thing we do is we cut this nice little flat edge okay. on this whole loin, so we can get nice even steaks. Yeah. And so you're talking maybe half an inch thick of of meat and bone, and we put that off the side. We carve our steaks, and on the back end, you get maybe like three quarters of an inch to an inch of meat. So altogether, off of one loin, you're talking maybe 12 ounces of meat total. And we cut three loins of each, three to six of, of both ribeye and short loin a day. It's not a lot of meat. And no. so then we turn around and grind it up. And we'll have times where restaurant week we'll get these nice surpluses and we'll sell a lot of it. But we just don't grind enough or cut enough beef to really have this huge surplus of burgers ever. Which is why you only do it for lunch. Why we, one, why we only do it for lunch and two, that's why we run out. The country fried steaks, the hamburgers and hamburger steaks are the first things to go every day at lunch. Well, sure. Which means unless you call ahead and say I'm coming for burgers or order them early to go yeah. or get here early, the odds of you getting one it's it's up in the air. I, don't, well, I can't guarantee it. Well, I think I remember that day me and Blair came in and I said I wanted a chicken fried steak, and you were like, "I need to go check and see if we have any left." Yeah. So I cut. <laughs> I have about a, I have about eleven of them every day to start the day, and they're usually gone by noon. <laughs> my my burgers and and uh, hamburger steaks, depending on the day of the week, I have anywhere from twelve to fifteen yeah. to start the day. Mind you, if I'm sell, I sell all my hamburgers early and not my hamburger steaks, I'll you know if they're the same ground beef, I'll repatty and get some more hamburgers. Yeah. But at most, you're looking at if I sold all hamburgers, you're looking at 25 to 30 burgers total. Period. Yeah. At the wow. end of the day, and they they go that quick. So that's why I can never do Burger Week because the next thing I know, I'm going to see 200 <laughs> in here at lunch and. Then I'm I'm and literally that's 175 disappointed people. Yeah, yeah I'm, exactly. the first thing I'm going to have to do is either a turn around and order ground beef to do it, which I don't want to do because it's not going to be my same quality, or b I'm I'm going to start charging twenty dollars a burger because I'm going to have instead of being able to take these excess pieces to make my burgers, I'm going to have to start taking whole loins and grinding them up, which means now you're looking at my weights per my steak to do it. You're looking. Fifteen twenty dollars a burger just to even think about it. Yeah. So well, I don't think that qualifies under Burger Week doing twenty dollar yeah. hamburger. No, I don't think that's what they're going for. No, I don't think it is at all. That'd be awesome <laughs> if I could come here during the week for dinner and just be like, I want one of those burgers. <laughs> so what's sad is we we make the burgers first thing, and then whatever because I want it to be fresh ground beef yeah, every day. Of course. So if I have any extra at the end, it gets turned into the chili. And the chili, if you haven't had it with the tamales, is amazing. And that's why. It's the same same meat that we do everything with. Have you had the spaghetti meatballs yet? I've not had the spaghetti meatballs. Same no. ground beef in the meatballs. Oh. It's big four-ounce meat. The size of this cup. Big four-ounce meatballs. See, I, meatballs, I, I just love. You had chuck it balls. Yeah, well, hey, come on now. That's the second nicest thing you've said to him all day. Probably. Yeah. I'm, let, I'm, I'm letting you get away with it because it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get on topic, <laughs> yeah, talk I about love it. the Space IT. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Awesome. It's so good. This might be my favorite of the your scotch cocktails. Well, thank you. I, it's, it's definitely one of those. Uh, the, the old-fashioned and the Space IT were the two I really wanted to find something to do with. 
and find a way to make them work. And I worked really hard on both of those to make them perfect and lots of I need some practice. Get it? <laughs> there was lots of practice in those to get them right. Yeah, no, which sounds is. terrible for everybody oh. making yep. multiple versions. Now, when, when you're when you're coming up with, with cocktail ideas. Like how many do you go through? Where, well, how long? How many does it take for you to get it right? Um, it's a good question. Uh, so when I do my cocktail ideas, the first thing I, I'm weird. I've I've made we know this. so many. Yeah, <laughs> I'm real weird. I've I've made so many cocktail menus at this point that the system is for me is backwards. So I have discovered that if you just leave a cocktail menu open. It could be anything. Yeah, it'll never get done because you'll never have it right. You'll ne- there's no limitations to like. Okay, I've done it. So the first thing I come up with is what's the theme for the cocktail menu going to be? So in this case, it's a scotch menu. Every drink had to have scotch in it. Yeah, you know some some of the other ones I've done in the past. I've done uh, like my Valentine's Day menu, which means they all have to kind of have this light, bubbly kind of theme to it. Or we've done... Uh, or dark and soulless. Yeah, yeah. sure. That's how I like my Valentine's. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, had, I had Chuck P on the brain there. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. You know, the, you, you find a theme and go with it. A tiki menu or, you know, the, you either you find a theme and stick with it. And that gives you your, your rules to play within. And that makes it a lot easier to create cocktails. If I know it's all got to be scotch... Then I'll actually sit there and kind of draw out like ideas and plans. Okay, what? So the the space side tea. I really wanted to do this this clean tea and and see what I can play with. And yeah. from there, it's like okay, so I want to do this, and it has to have scotch. So then, how do I make it work? And then I wanted to do the the bacon scotch. Okay, so what do I need to pair with it? Okay, well, an old fashioned kind of fits and I can do these two flavors so I generally have this basic outline before I even poured the first thing yeah. of about 10 drinks that I think these could work and then it becomes more of a alright let's try and start at the top and work our way down Yeah, I'd say most of the drinks on average it takes me about three pours to get it okay. about right I think it's a good average sometimes you know I make the syrup I taste it. I get it right. I had so the space I T was actually a one shot. It was a one run, first pour. It was perfect, and that was knowing how to make my my tea and having it the way I wanted, having my tamarind syrup made the way I wanted, and then tasting both and going, okay, here's the mix. Pour it, shake it, strain it, and like yeah, that's it. Yeah. Write it down and next one. Well, your palate's so good. I would figure it, you would. It wouldn't take you too many tries to get the flavors that you need to work to work because you already know. What what you what the combinations are that you need to have this cocktail that you try so, to get? Yeah, and you're right. They, a lot of if I'm making up a cocktail in the blue and just so again, space side tea. I knew I wanted these two ingredients in it, and I just found it, enough to make them pair and work. Here it is. Took a shot, maybe two to pull together. Sometimes though, I find a drink where I have a very specific thing I'm aiming for, or a flavor I want. And it can take me upwards twenty or thirty iterations before really? I find it. I want to. I want to be here for that. I just want to see you like just. Oh, it, the last freak one. Out. <laughs> the last one I did that took me that many. Actually, the record holder. It was also the last one that took me that many. Was uh, what do we call it? We called it bulletproof. It was a cocktail I did for a competition a while back, and 
I don't know why I wanted to do it, but I had been making a bunch of homemade syrups and art and you know yeah. for soft drinks. And the one I never made but always wanted to was to make. I wanted to make a root beer. I wanted to actually get all the spices together and make a root beer syrup and make homemade root beer for the restaurant. And then this cocktail competition came around. Like you know what? I'm gonna make a drink that tastes like a root beer float. Yes. Ice cream, like the ice cream flavor and everything. It took me 32 iterations to get it right. And when I tell you I got down to nitty-gritty, like we're talking, it takes 11 drops of absinthe, 11 drops of <laughs> amaretta. Like, not droppers, people. Yeah. Actual drops. drops. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 11 drops of hot damn, a quarter ounce of vanilla extract, an ounce of my gum syrup, two ounces of bullet bourbon, shake the bejeebers out of it, and then... Uh, strain it, and then actually had to do vanilla infused whipped cream, and do big old quenelles on top of it, and it it looks like a root beer float. It tastes like a root beer float, but it when I'm making it, it's like okay, it needs a little bit more of this. So you yeah. put one in, and then okay, now it's better, but it's now Still it needs need, this. Now it needs this. Yeah. Until yeah, it took me 33 tries to get that one. You're the only the only guy that I trust when I walk into walk into a place. That I could just go, sure, George, make me something. And I've you're done like, that many times. Yeah, and you're like, okay. Like one time I came in here and you were like, hey, you want to tr- you want to try a drink that hasn't no one's had in like a hundred years? And I'm like, sure, yeah, okay. <laughs> Why not? I'll be the first in a hundred years. <laughs> I've definitely came in here before and asked George to say, hey, just make me a drink. Yeah, and he's like, okay. And instead of like looking around for the liquor behind him, he goes out to like his herb garden or something. I'm like, <laughs> why? Where, where are you? Why did you go outside? Why did you leave me? The I said, make behind- a drink and you left the bar. <laughs> the liquor's behind the bar, George. <laughs> he comes in with like a handful. Full of fresh herbs and stuff. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. here we go. And the it o- begins. The only other person that that has done that for me, and I was like, as impressed was, I, we were coming back. It was with, was me and Jay and Blair and uh, Amy Tortorich when she was working for Jay. We were coming back from New York after the James Beard dinner. We stopped off at Acre in Auburn. Okay, and so at Acre, like, it's a it's named because they're on an acre of land, mm-hmm. including the parking lot, and they grow all their vegetables and herbs and everything out in the parking lot. So the executive chef was there, and he was talking to us. He was like, I'm going to make you guys this watermelon drink. And he literally went out into the parking lot, pulled out a watermelon, <laughs> cut it up, and did whatever he did, and gave us these watermelon drinks. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is the craziest thing I've ever had. Yeah. I can't think of another place where I could walk in besides that place in here where I can I have that amount of trust where I know I can just be like I'm in the mood for a gin drink surprise me and you're going to come with like the craziest drink and it's going to be amazing so and I don't even like gin so funny you thing you don't like gin gin is yeah. very inoffensive I've just never been a big gin some drink. people can't do the juniper man it's just yeah, it's, it is what it is yeah. it doesn't mean you can't play with it and make it work but it's, see when you do a gin when you do a gin cocktail menu we'll come back and oh I've done that already well, I did a gin for every season Wow! Yeah, right. I did. They were literally going to miss out on that. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go pull the menu. We'll read it. Let you see what it was. I don't want to read it. I want to drink it. Well, <laughs> that's why we got to pull it. I might be able to make one or two of them. That's the problem now. Is I we'll save that for the next podcast. Yeah, we'll bring that one back. We'll yeah. see, we'll go retro. There you go. Uh, yep. No, just I, I would have to say we've we've talked about this before. Not 
us, but uh, Scott, the owner, and a couple other people have discussed doing a uh, challenge night. And we haven't we haven't figured out all the details of how to do it, but the basic premise would be you would buy tickets to come into the bar. Okay. And you would still order your own dinner, but this is it's a private event. You'd buy tickets, and you would bring an ingredient. We would have to figure out some kind of stipulation on rules and what it is, but you would bring an ingredient, and you'd bring enough that I would turn out, over the course of a couple of minutes, a cocktail with it, huh. and then we would sell 20 tickets. And so you'd have to bring enough of an ingredient that I could make 20 of them, yeah. and then everybody in the room would get your cocktail that was made with your ingredient that you brought from wherever. I can walk in and be like, here's a rutabaga. Exactly. Go. <laughs> Pretty much. That's that's what we're aiming for is something something crazy and just like not your typical ingredient for a drink. Yeah. Because you want the challenge. You want to be able to like, yeah. okay, let's see what I can do the, with this. The only the real smoked salmon filet. Like here's an apple. So what we what, the two things that we've discussed on is either making the rules a little bit more finite and doing, okay, Here's the here's the ingredients and something that I can very quickly turn into a cocktail. Yeah. And one of the other things is when you buy your ticket, you tell us an ingredient, and then we would probably charge a little bit more. But then I would get them in advance, and if I'm going to make a syrup out of it or whatever, and then have them and do a menu where it's the Chuck P cocktail featuring rutabaga, yeah, yeah. and then here's the list on the cocktail. <laughs> rutabaga and cocktail. That's going to be horrible. <laughs> no, no, it'll be delicious. Give me give me a week. Let's see what we can pull out. Yeah, very little faith in George. <laughs> no, it's not so much George. It's just the, the I picked a rutabaga for Christ's sake. Hey, man, you yeah, never know. It's, it's George. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he could take concrete and make a, you know. No, it's not. It might. No. <laughs> Let's draw they already, they already make a cement mixer cocktail, like a cement mixer shot. We don't need to go uh, with actual concrete. Well, there we go. Yeah. I don't know. You, you know what? Give me a rutabaga. I, I could probably juice that sucker, add some sugar, ferment it, and do something with it. <laughs> I'm sure you could. A rutabaga wine. We end up drinking rutabaga wine all night long. Uh, I'll drink it. If you make it, I'll drink it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, George, we're going we're gonna to wrap up the show. Thank you for, for having us here and making these cocktails for us. They were Thank all you very much. incredibly no delicious, sir. Delicious. So before we wrap up the podcast. I didn't do it. Well, it's not something you did. I just need your opinion on something. All right. This all goes back to Star Wars. All right, good. I'm about to say, we didn't hit Star Wars in a single in this episode at all. We, well, here it comes. So, Eric and I have a debate. Not really a debate. We just have a disagreement about The Last Jedi. We have okay. a Chuck being wrong about The Last Jedi. All right. Now, he's only seen The Last Jedi once, and it was the day we all went to go see it at the theater. He hasn't watched it since, and okay. he hates it. Okay. I find it better the more I watch it. Like, I didn't hate it when I watched it. I walked out there and going, that was really good. And I, the more I watch it, the more I like it. What are your thoughts on The Last Jedi? Ooh. You know, it's it's one of those things where I'm, I'm a bit more... I was very happy when I saw it in theaters, and I've seen it once or twice since, and the more I watch it, the more I become indifferent to it. Okay. And, and I don't know that's a weird opinion, but it's ah, I mean, hey. what all opinions are valid. When you, We're yeah, in a yeah, safe yeah. space. Yeah, yeah. In, Circle of trust. <laughs> it's it's one of those when you see it for the first time and you don't know what's going to happen, and it's 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 there. It's great. You have all the excitement, and you can still like you know enough about Star Wars. You can kind of predict what's going to happen. You yeah. get that excitement. 
but once you've seen it, like it loses so much luster the second time, in my opinion. You you may watch it and know enough background. You're like, oh, I'm going to try and figure out all the little details. But once you've watched it a couple of times, it just it fades really fast. Okay. Deadpool, exact same thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Deadpool is not as good as I thought it was when I first saw it. Exactly. You, it faded real like the De- jokes the jokes and everything, they fade and Deadpool real fast. too was horrible. I, I hated Deadpool. I only saw the first one. I enjoyed it. Haven't seen it again. Never saw the second. So I did not like the second. I thought the movie. first one was good, but it's the only Marvel movie. It is Marvel, right? It, it's 20th it's, Century Fox, which is now owned by Marvel, so, well, Disney. So I mean, yeah. Well, it's the only Marvel I've seen since like the original X Men with Hugh Jackman. So, it is. It is the. That's just not really my genre of movie. It's gotcha, the gotcha. second R-rated Marvel movie. Or Marvel character movie. The first one was uh, Old Man Logan. Oh, yeah, the Logan it? movie. Yeah, yeah, the Logan. That's such a good movie. They're, those are the only two R-rated superhero well, films ever produced. Was it Watchmen? Or that's a comic movie. Not- Watchmen is DC. Okay, so it's not Marvel. No. Yeah. <laughs> Again, ignorant yeah, yeah. on this subject. Yeah, it's fine. I'm aware that like <laughs> Superman and Batman are one, and the, like the X-Men I mean, and Iron Man are the other. But yeah. I, mean, I don't Marvel know what DC, like DC yeah. Marvel, but that's just that's not, right. not yeah. my thing. So, so yeah, that's that's a whole other podcast as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't remind <laughs> me of that one. <laughs> We're just going to listen to the ignorant guy in the background who's like, who the hell are y'all talking about? <laughs> We're going to have to have another podcast, the nerd, unnerdy nerd out podcast. Yeah, uh, None bring, of us are that hardcore, but we know enough to really get ourselves in trouble. I'll bring back the Me and My Big Mouth podcast for that one time. We'll talk wrestling. We'll talk Oh, yeah. Comics, that's what it's there movie. for. Yeah, that's what we do. I hadn't done one in a while. But but anyway, thank you again for having us here at Dose. We're going to wrap everything up. Thank everyone for listening to the podcast. Don't forget iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Get the podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Coming soon to Instagram. Go to tpublic, T-E-E, public.com, slash users, slash upset apparel get you some abv podcast swag show your love first person i see that gets a shirt uh i'll let you know when we do another podcast somewhere and your first drinks on me how about that now, there's some incentive <laughs> and george is on the phone ordering shirt. <laughs> all right guys until next time i am chuck p cheers Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Workout and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details.